Hey guys, welcome to the Health Addict Show. Before we get started though, I want to cover a couple things. This show is for entertainment purposes only, meaning I am not your doctor. So if you have questions or concerns about your own health, please ask a physician, okay? Get the right information for you. Otherwise, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, everybody, welcome to the Health Addict Show. I'm your host, Tommy J, and we kind of have a different kind of episode today. I think we need to really address the issue that came up in the news lately, where a nurse was actually found guilty for malpractice when performing on a patient. And the story doesn't come light, because this is kind of the first time that a nurse has actually been charged. And the nurse goes by Redonda Vaught. She worked at Vanderbilt University Hospital in Tennessee, and she was working in the neuro ICU. The original patient, which was a 75-year-old female, had a brain bleed from my understanding, and she was being accompanied by the nurse to go to the radiology to get a scan to make sure that they could really see how this bleed was doing. Just as they were getting ready to scan this patient, though, the patient started getting a little anxious, which most people do because, I mean, sometimes the scanners aren't really the friendliest for some people, especially if they're claustrophobic. So they might need just a small sedative to get them through it. And in this case, the doctor ordered some Versed for this patient. And I know for a lot of people, Versed seems kind of a strange medication to give for somebody for as a sedative, but it actually does work pretty well and fast and it can be used in short term. So that's why a lot of hospitals choose to use it. Um, And they're very familiar with the drug and dosing. So the chances of overdose inside the hospital is very low. I wouldn't recommend it, obviously, as a medication outside the hospital. But under controlled circumstances, Versed can be a powerful sedative to use to get through procedures that maybe a patient's just a little bit anxious on. Now, everything up to this point seems pretty normal and routine. Here comes the issue, though, is with the pulling of the medication. Now, a lot of medications are in a locked container. That means it has to be unlocked by a person. And now with the electronic locking systems and safety systems that are now in hospitals, it takes a lot to pull a medication. You need a patient's name. You have to scan yourself in. A lot of them require fingerprints to recognize a person pulling the med with a password. Um, You also have to actually override certain medications if it doesn't seem as an order. So a person really has to know what they're doing when they're pulling a medication from these systems. Now, for those who don't work in healthcare, understand this. There is a million medications in these systems. They're sometimes called an omnicell or a Pixis, you might be referred to. But the point is, there's a million medications. And nurses have to remember a million medications when it comes to delivering to patients. And it's very easy to, when you're in a hurry, to mix things up especially something like Versed and Vecuronium, which was in this case. Versed was the sedative, also known as Mesdazolam, and then Vecuronium was the paralytic that was administered. So the patient was requiring Versed, but got Vecuronium instead. So from my understanding, which kind of makes it, I mean, I guess I see how it could happen. Um, instead of using the generic name of Mesdazolam, the nurse was typing VE for Versed, and just pulled the first medication, which was probably Vecuronium. And she probably had to override to pull this out because without an order, you usually can't pull the medication without a strict override. Now, to administer a paralytic without any other safety backups is the reason this patient crumps so fast. You're essentially eliminating the way this patient can breathe with a paralytic. The patient goes slump, but they're still conscious even under a paralytic. 
So without the ability to breathe, a patient is going to literally suffocate without any help, such as a ventilator or a breathing tube. VEC is a very common drug for intubation. As far as Vecuronium, it's given with something else, maybe propofol, maybe we do Versed, um, but there's other drugs too. We can talk about ketamine, things like that. But the point is, it's a double part of putting somebody under. And by just giving the paralytic, that's probably what really causes patient to crump. And Vecuronium works very fast. It's intended to work very fast. And obviously the patient stopped breathing and then the patient arrested. They probably had him on monitor for travel and uh, they did cardiac resuscitation. After several rounds, they were unable to bring the patient back. And this is how she demised. Following the events, Ms. Redonda was actually fired and she lost her license as a nurse. So she was unable to practice in Tennessee or other states as a nurse now. And here comes the other issues with the situation. So the news has focused on this nurse pretty heavily and a lot of the investigation focused on her as well. And I mean, it does have some merit because there's a lot of warning signs when pulling this medication. There's a lot of red flags saying, are you sure you want to pull this medication? The nurse was obviously in a hurry and didn't really use her safety nets, making sure it's the right patient, right drug. Our five rights that we normally call in a hospital um, didn't scan the medication, which is another safety net to make sure that the medication is the right medication. But we need to really think about the hospital as well when it comes to this situation, because the hospital is supposed to make sure that these systems are in place so something like this doesn't happen. Now, the big issue comes in, though, is that Vanderbilt Medical Health Center never reported the death to the state or the accidental death to the state, which is a requirement of all hospitals when something like this happens. The medical center even went as far as to settle the system out of court and they did pay the family off as long as they didn't discuss the investigation openly to the public or to the news. So it's kind of curious. This is why it took so long to actually get out because it took a whistleblower for saying they didn't report the death to the state for somebody to involve in an investigation. And even worse, on top of all of that, the death was reported as a death of natural causes, which is extremely big red flag. Why would a hospital report that as a death of natural causes? This is very, very worrisome. A hospital system shouldn't be doing that. That's a very big red flag right there. And something else to understand too, the override procedures that the nurses were doing was claimed to be a normal behavior back in 2017 due to the cabinet shortages and malfunctions of happening at the hospital. So nurses just standard practice for them was pulling medications by override because their systems in place wasn't allowing them to pull the medications in a safe and effective way. In the end though, Vaughn was charged for two charges. She was in charge with reckless homicide and impaired adult abuse and she was found guilty of all charges. And on the jury, there was a nurse and a respiratory therapist. So there was somebody who knew and understood the case that could be qualified to make these assessments. Now, if your head isn't spinning from this case already, I would suggest you read the story. Maybe I didn't tell it right because it should be a lot of things going on in your head right now. Like, how is the nurse the only one held liable for this situation? Why isn't the hospital held liable as a health center? Maybe there's charges coming down the road for them, but as of how quickly the nurse was charged and no other charges sent towards the health system, that is a huge red flag. And secondly, a health system is responsible for the employees that it employs. There should be some kind of coverage or protection by the hospital for that employee who's practicing underneath them. 
Now, again, I've never worked at Vanderbilt Medical Health Center. I'm sure it's a fine establishment. I'm sure they treat and save a lot of people. But the big thing comes down to is how the health system is ran in its entirety. And that's very lean. Nurses are ran very thin. And everybody doesn't have the resources that they absolutely positively should if it's ran like many other health systems. Now, there's other health systems that run very well and high capacities and high staffing levels so that it's a very safe environment. For most health systems, though, they run as lean as possible to save money. And this creates a very, very bad situation for our patients. Because what this case really boils down to, that this can happen to anyone. I mean, anyone can pull the wrong medication and deliver it at the wrong time to the wrong patient and not follow their procedures because they're in such a hurry or trying to do 10 different things at once and make a medical error. And as much as I'd like to say it doesn't happen, it happens all the time. Now, we promote safety. We try to do everything we can safely so things like this doesn't come to the patient. But accidents happen all the time. It's just a way of life because, again, they're running like chickens without their heads. It's amazing how things happen in a hospital because there's so much going on. And for this nurse to be outright charged and nothing to happen to the hospital, it really highlights a terrible thing that could happen to anyone. Now, it really opens the door and floodgate to other things. And now nurses are going to be afraid to report their errors, which they're supposed to do. Now, hopefully not every error is in a sentinel event such as this one, but I mean, some errors lead to patient harm and it could be charged in the same way because let's face it, charging someone with abuse versus slaughter is a different case and they might be more willing to do it. It's a very tricky situation and it, it provides no safety net for healthcare workers, to be honest. Because malpractice situations happen all the time. Doctors have masses of, massive amounts of malpractice insurance because when they're practicing, things happen to patients. A lot of outcomes aren't great when it comes to surgeries, especially in patients with a lot of comorbidities. Now, again, I'm not saying she should have not lost her job. I'm not saying she should have not lost her license. But the idea that this person is being single-handedly held responsible for this situation needs to be addressed. And they really need to start looking at Venerbell and see what is, else is going on there. Hopefully, most people take away the idea that maybe we should continue to practice safely, make sure that we're using our rights, making sure we're checking our medications. Um, all we can do is just look at the positive of the situation because um, it's a very negative situation overall, and it looks bad as a healthcare profession overall for the rest of us. But hopefully, we can look at the positive and just think about better ways to provide safe care for our patients. Again, though, this isn't the end of the situation. It can be appealed and moved up the judicial system and seen if it can be appealed over to another court system. So we will see what happens in the future of this case. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you learned a lot about what was going on with this case. And if you have questions about it, feel free to message me on all the platforms. I know for a lot of people, this has struck them in their core because as a healthcare professional, you're there to help people. And then now you feel like you're not being protected by the health system that is employing you. So just know that this is a one-off case so far. It hasn't happened anywhere else. So just keep practicing and working hard to protect our patients. All right, everyone, stay addicted to your health. Let's tune in to more episodes and follow the podcast. I will see you all next time.